welcome to this week's episode of Off the Shelf. My guest this week is Grace Grossman. As a writer, yoga instructor and wellness coach, Grace has a passion for helping people find peace within. She finds sense through writing and strength through God. She believes people are too pressurised to find happiness when it all comes down to loving yourself and others. Her mission is to show people it's okay to feel anxiety and stress. It can help you grow when handled with care and compassion. Now, Grace has written a number of non-fiction books, but the one that I've read is uh, Chill Out and Cheer Up, which we'll be talking about in a minute. Her non-fiction books include humorous and humble accounts of Grace's spiritual journey to show that reality is always going to hit, but you can get through it. She connects with the reader in an encouraging and lighthearted way through a steady flow of engaging content, including practical exercises, which I also have a question about, questions and good laughs. So welcome to the show, Grace. Hey, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So just before we get to the book, um, just to give a bit, a bit, bit of a background around you and you talk about this in the book, this book really came out of your own struggles with your own mental health. Yeah, exactly. So when I actually wrote the book, um, I was in a very good place, physically and mentally in Spain, living in Spain. I was going to ask about that. Where were you in Spain? Yeah, in Sevilla. Oh, that's a lovely part of Spain. I know it's the best. And I was in such a good state of harmony. And I was grieving at that time, but I was really getting through it through nature and through all these components of, of life. And mentally, I was in a good place, although I was heartbroken through through loss. But um, then when I wrote my introduction to the book, um, just before I published it, I was in the mental clinic. And I thought I would just put that in there just to show the people that I do understand what you're going through because I've gone through it myself and just to kind of put some perspective in for people to to feel for. Yeah, I, I think that does really come across in, in the book that you've been there and, and, and done that kind of thing. But kind of fast forward to now, for lack of a better phrase, you're a yoga teacher. You've self-published this book, Chill Out and, and Cheer Up. And in one of the well, actually, let's start with this question. So what prompted you to, to self-publish this book? What was your, why did you think I need to put this out there? Well, it was on the back burner for quite a while, for like two years, I'd say. Um, I'd gone through it, I'd edited it like twice. And there was kind of just like, I don't know, there wasn't like a stage where I was like, okay, now I need to publish it until I got to the mental clinic and I was like, reading it myself like going through it and it was helping me and I was like hey this would be a really good chance for me to maybe get out of my hole myself and and put it out there and help people get through their their black hole you know their their dark times so yeah I think me being in the clinic kind of spurred me on to to finally do it and to finally publish it, um, especially as you know the, t the the hard times had come for everyone through Corona, um, I thought it was quite a a perfect time to kind of get people on their on their way through their mental health. Yeah, and I noticed in the acknowledge acknowledgements, you you thank Caitlin, who I'm sure read multiple versions of of this book. How long would you say? um kind of talk us through your process from from thinking I'm going to write this book to writing it to getting it self-published what kind of time frame are we talking about 
Um, well, I planned it while I was in Sevilla when I just moved there. And I planned it all out and it took me about a year and a half to write. And then the editing process myself was like half a year. And then I wanted somebody else to go through it, you know, get some some other eyes on it. So that took probably another half a year. So I would say all in all, it took about two and a half years to write and edit and publish. Um, you know, as you know, it's quite a big book. So I did want another insight on it and I wanted to to make it as good as I could for, for the public and for my readers. So that's why I sought help through Caitlin and, and got her to, to look through it for me as well. Yeah, that's really yeah, that's really nice. So um as you we said earlier in the book, there's practical exercises. And the one I really liked was where you write your fears as storm clouds. Oh yeah. And is is that something that you do you still do that now? No, I actually don't. I, I used to I used to journal a lot, um, as you can probably tell in the book, as I mention it quite a lot. And I used to come up with like practical exercises for myself and like little little exercises like that. So I thought I would include it because it's just so visual. And um I think the last time I actually did that exercise was when I'd just gone through my breakup and corona had hit and I just lost my job as well and my parents had broken up that's when I wrote my first self-help book um and I just did loads of clouds on a page and wrote down like everything that was going wrong in my life but then like on the other page I did loads of sunshines and wrote down like all the good things in my life and it kind of put things into perspective for me but I didn't include the sun sunshine page in my book <laughs> just the clouds <laughs> uh, I kind of like that though because I think like you said even if you don't write out the sunshines it's very it's a, I think it's a lot easier to process your fears when you see them written down and you have to think about them so I, yeah. I get that and on the topic of sunshine your book is very heavy on the benefits of nature yes for sure I have so a bit of a recent convert to nature I mean definitely lockdown helped that when if you left your house you can go inside anywhere else I can imagine like for me nature has always been such a big part as you know from my book like I mentioned growing up in the forest well not directly in the forest but like where my grandparents lived I always used to get lost in the forest and it was just my comfort zone and I always just like kind of came back to it and it re-established how I felt how my emotions were and how I wanted to feel with life and I always benefited from nature and I didn't realize like how much of a nature person I am until I wrote that chapter because I think I was in one of the parks in Sevilla while I was writing it and I was just and also by the river and I was just like in awe of how nature can just make you make all your sorrows go away and make you heal and in, in another in another way it's spectacular I feel. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I said, I'm I'm a I'm a recent convert to nature, shall we say. Um yeah, and I'd say my kind of high point of the book was either the nature or um so in the book you quote Morgan Freeman who says, There's nothing we can do that can't be done without love. And I think that's such a lovely quote. Yeah, it's really nice, isn't it? And every time I hear it, I hear it in uh, uh Morgan Freeman's voice. <laughs> even, though, even though I read it in your book. I hear it in my head in Morgan Freeman's voice. 
<laughs> which I think is yeah funny. Um, but any, but anyway, um, so since you self-published your book, how um, I mean, how's that gone? Have you been um, kind of promoting on your own social media? Have you? I, I mean, to be honest, I really don't know how um, publicity and self-published books work. So please tell them yeah. how that's working. Well, I mean, it's all down to you, you know, like you are, you are your marketer, your advertiser, your publisher, your editor, your everything all in one. So as an indie author, it's, it's a hard work. I'm not going to lie. Um, you always, you have to be consistent with, um, on the search for, for reviewers such as yourself. And I love getting in contact with reviewers. And I, I only recently, like, uh, so I published in January, but only recently, like mid-year, I noticed that Bookstagram was such a big world. I had no idea until like June, July, how big Bookstagram was. And then like, I was so awakened by this Bookstagram world that I was like, wow, there's so many people that just love reading books and love sharing about it. And so I just used it to my best ability and kind of just got to connect with loads of nice readers and reviewers and got to know them. And then for them for them to like read my book and enjoy it and give me good reviews. And not just that, but to just hear their feedback of like how it's touched their lives and how like it's changed their lives. My book has changed people's lives. It's just like a different level. And it's it's so like authentic being an indie author because you get to connect to your readers in a different way. You know, you you're there as yourself, and they're they're there ready to kind of give you their their complete honest opinion. And you know, sometimes that opinion isn't always the one that you want to hear, but it's also good to hear negative remarks as well because then you know where you can work on and know that your book isn't also for everyone it's for a certain kind of person I would say yeah I know what you mean it is very much in the in the form of a a self-help book but with exercises it really reminds me of I don't know if you ever read or heard of uh, Fern Cotton had a book yeah I think there's another one called calm and that is kind of what it reminded me of yeah one of her but I think happy actually did inspire me to write my book um because I loved all the the drawings and the exercises in it and I thought it was like really well laid out and flowed really well um so yeah she was an inspiration of mine for sure yeah I, yeah that definitely yeah completely agree definitely comes through um but so moving away from your book onto the five books I've asked you to choose as your favorites um please tell us about the first book you've chosen and why you've chosen it well I would have to say it's the bible um I'm let's say I don't like to call myself religious because religion for me has so much like speculation around it but I'm a spiritual person I believe in God and I always dip in and out of the Bible for for strength and um for me it's just it's just a book that I can always come back to especially Psalms because I'm quite a poetic person you probably know from my book <laughs> um that like yeah I can read Psalms and just feel uplifted in an instant so for me 
I think for all my life, because I've just always been reading in and out of the Bible, it's um, got a big part part of my life for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm, I have to say, for Alyssa's benefit, I'm not religious at all, but I went mm -hmm. to church school, so I'm familiar with, you know, uh, you know, the stories you learn in school. So like Daniel in the lion's den, there's, I'm sure there's one with Jesus and fish and bread and he feeds loads of people. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, that's really interesting. You're the first person that's come on here and chosen a, essentially what's, what's a religious text. I find that very interesting. Yeah. That's interesting too, actually. <laughs> so moving on to your second book, tell us which book you've chosen and why. I would choose Hippie by Paolo Curlo. Um, I don't know if, do you know Paolo Curlo? No, I don't. Tell me about him. Oh, wow. He, I have two, two of my favorite books are from him. Um, he is a Brazilian um, author. He, I, th I think he's still alive actually and thriving, but he wrote back in the 60s, 70s hippie. So when proper hippie times were, were going and it's, it's, it's about him. So it's kind of like a nonfiction fiction because it's about his life, but he's kind of put other like different things in there. And um, it's about like him traveling the world in a van and like meeting different people, but also falling in love. So essentially it's a love story and it's really nice. Um, but what I love about him is that he basically was a writer right from the start and his parents thought that he was going crazy because he was just writing the whole time and they put him into a clinic because they thought that there was something wrong with him but actually he was just such a creative person um, and in the end he's now a best-selling author and is still going and yeah he's a real inspiration of mine you must have heard of the alchemist yes i have heard of the alchemist it's a really great book yeah that's paulo curlo how interesting that's such a wild story as well oh i know it's great oh my god yeah how bizarre okay but no again i've read the alchemist and his work it, it is very very good um so tell us about the third book you've chosen and why you've chosen it um notes on a nervous planet Oh, have by you? Matt Haig. Yeah, by Matt Haig. Yeah. oh my gosh i received it from my friends while i was in the mental clinic last around this time last year they, they sent me like a self-care box and it was so cute and I read the book within like a few days because it's just it's just like notes isn't it it's just so easy to read and for me it really touched me because I could tell that he was in a bad place and he was also he was quite similar in my approach of writing like just very open and authentic and I just I just loved it I just felt so understood through it yeah he's um so i have one of his books on my shelf midnight library and i always mean to read his oh, work but... i've heard of that so much on bookstagram yeah i always mean to read his work but i never quite get around to it um but one day i will yeah but again he's someone who really struggled with his mental health and has kind of put himself back together again if, if that's the way to phrase it so that's... yeah totally through writing itself to be honest I mean, writing yeah. is a therapy for sure. Yeah, and um, long-term listeners will know I had an emotionally difficult period last year and that was something where writing was found really helpful to process my my own feelings about things. Mm -hmm. How interesting. Yes, so tell us about the fourth book you've chosen and why you've chosen it. Um, the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Do you know it? 
I do know it actually. Some great choices today. <laughs> Tell me why you've chosen it then. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember I read it at a time when I was in India doing my yoga teacher training. And it was a great time because it was so like, I don't know, just timely in the sense that it brought me back to the present moment and showed me like how important it is to live for now and forget about the future and forget about the past, but really take your time to be as mindful and as aware as you can in every moment you are. And it made me realize like that we as humans, we worry too much about the future and we regret the past too much, but we don't actually live right now. And focus on where we are and and I think it really it really helped me it really aided me in in seeking out that present moment awareness yeah how, yeah no I have heard of it and uh it's quite an old book now I think it's like 25 years old yeah you're right it's still, it's, like, it's yeah, still it's, booming yeah everyone's heard of it everyone's reading it yeah completely agree yeah interesting okay so your final book please tell us which book you've chosen and why my final book is Shantaram and I don't know I haven't heard of that one think of the author right now off the top of my head it's a very thick book um it's it's oh so it's Gregory David Roberts that's the one yeah and it's a fiction book and I don't really read fiction but it's a very enlightening book um I would recommend it to anyone who is ready to kind of see life in a more grateful way let's say um I won't tell the story because you just it's so complex that you have to read it um but it's basically just about this guy that that is on an enlightening path to spiritual spirituality and and just learning so much through it um and it's set in India in Mumbai and I read it while I was in Mumbai as well so it was so much more like yeah awakening yeah. for me like I see that and actually anyone who's people that are listening right now I encourage you to pause this and google the book because I had just heard it but when I googled the cover of it I was like of course I know that book so I no think way, I, really yeah I think the cover is really distinctive I think quite yeah. a lot of people will know it um from the cover so yeah if you're listening pause it google it and then come back <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that, they are some really interesting choices but it's interesting what you said about how you don't read fiction yeah I mean sometimes I have to say Gone Girl is probably in my top 10 yeah I think that's yeah. probably a lot of people's uh pick right like I read that in like a few days because it was just so like amazing um but like apart from that I don't really tend to read fiction I'm more of the non-fiction person um I think maybe because I like to write non-fiction as well but um having said that I have been like kind of trying to to be more open to like fantasy and thriller and stuff like that um and kind of getting along with it but I always have to go back to non-fiction <laughs> yeah I see that so of the books that you've chosen what's your number one favorite um it's just so hard I would I want to say the power of now because it just touched me so much and really like had an effect on my life 
Um, yeah, I would probably say The Power of Now. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. Like I said, even though it's such an old book, everyone I know has has read it or, or want, wants me to read it. So I completely see why you've chosen that book. So congratulations, you've made it to the five quick fire questions. And I mean, I kind of ruined the first one because we really just talked about it. Uh, fiction or nonfiction? <laughs> yeah, I would say nonfiction all the way. And you know, the reason why is because I'm, I'm just a very like, um, curious person, let's say. So I'm, I always want to better myself in different ways. So like, I think that's why I love nonfiction so much, because I'm always ready to learn. Um, mostly in the self-help genre as well. Um, I'm always ready to kind of like learn new lessons and grow and stuff like that. So I think I have to choose nonfiction. What about you? Oh, see, I don't know, because I am like most people, like it really depends what mood I'm in. Yeah. If I know I've got really into, um, because I work from home and I like to have kind of background noise, I've got really into having non-fiction books kind of playing while I'm working oh like I couldn't nice. do that with a fiction book I don't think I think I'd have to have the physical book so this is basically a long-winded way of me saying I don't know and it's kind of a cop-out answer um <laughs> I think I think I don't know I, yeah I really don't know um yeah yeah I think it depends what mood you're in there that's totally right exactly yeah see so I don't know I don't know is the short answer but question number two how um, many books do you read in a week a month are you a quick reader slow reader oh gosh Phoebe it really has to, it really depends like it depends how much workload I have on um depends how like interested I am in the book like it really varies like sometimes I can read like a few books in a month but other times I'll just read a book for a month and just like really get into it and like try and read it every night but I'm quite a slow reader apart from Gone Girl and Shantaram like if I'm really into the book then I can't put it down but that's rarely happens and I think I don't know about you but with non-fiction because I'm more of a non-fiction reader I like to take my time and kind of delve into it dip in and out of it and like yeah take my time with it do you know what I mean yeah I know exactly what you mean yeah especially about the dipping in and out of it I I, yeah. I really agree with that I think sometimes you just you start something and it's just not the right time and you have to like dip out and then come back later yeah I completely yeah. agree. And question number three, what's your favourite place to read? In bed. <laughs> For sure. You'd be, I love... You wouldn't be surprised how often that's the answer. I bet, right? I bet that's the answer. Because it's just so comforting. Like, before you sleep, reading is the best thing you can do, I think, for the mind to turn off and have good dreams. <laughs> yeah. No, I completely agree. And question number four... What's your favourite independent bookshop? Ooh, independent bookshop. Well, I have to admit, living in Germany, there isn't that many bookshops. <laughs> it's really sad. I tend to go to the library instead. Um, Ooh, that's true. That's, that's the first time we've ever had that as an answer. I'll let you say the my local library. Yeah, let's just go for the local library because it's it's kind of sad. There's not bookshops isn't such a thing in Germany as it is in England. And I really miss that. 
I mean, maybe it's just like that in the city where I am, but I did live in Berlin and in Berlin, there wasn't that many bookshops either. I had to like sort them, seek them out online. <laughs> oh my God, I'm really surprised. That's so interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. So the final question of the whole podcast, what book are you most looking forward to reading next? Ooh, um, it's just gone from my head. It's a Herman Hesse book. Um, I haven't heard of him. What kind of thing does he write? Uh, he writes um, spiritual books. So like, um, oh, Siddhartha. Siddhartha by Herman Hesse is what I want to read. I bought it at a flea market like a few weeks ago, but I haven't picked it up yet. And he writes basically philosophical spiritual stuff um about his life but also um i think siddhartha is about um a guy that goes to india <laughs> lol that i keep mentioning india um and yeah i don't really know what it's about but i know i've heard so much about it on bookstagram and in general that i need to read it at some point so that is my next read that I'm really looking forward to. I mean, it sounds like a great choice. So hopefully, yeah. Well, you've made it to the end of the show. Thank you so much for coming on. It was so interesting to read your book. I mean, would I call it a book? Would I call it a workbook? I don't know. <laughs> read your book no, and your workbook. Work Do you have plans? To, obviously, this, this book was kind of a unique situation. Do you have plans to self-publish again? Well, I'm actually currently on the search for a publisher for my next book um, because I don't want to self-publish again. I really want the help of someone being there for me. So I'm looking for an agent or a publisher right now um, for a short self-help book that's basically around the lessons that Corona has taught us, like patience, kindness, communication, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that's it's exciting, but it's a long long-winded process yeah I I can see that the uh, I've had um I've had other guests on who've published uh the traditional way and they you know it's measured in years not months oh yeah for sure <laughs> well thank you so much if guests if listeners have enjoyed hearing from you uh and they want to know more about you and your books where can they find that information yeah, um, I'm on Instagram as Gracie Grossman with a Y and double N. Um, and that's basically my only social media. I'm present on there. And you can find my book on Amazon as a paperback or an ebook. Um, chill out and cheer up a 10 step guide. Amazing. Thank you so much. I'll Thank let you, you. Get, get back to your evening. Thank you for having me, Phoebe. Shh. <laughs>